Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by two of your usual hosts here, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. Ben, how are we doing? Doing okay. We had uh, you, you're part of the the Porter bubble, of yes. course. So we we had a nice little jaunt. It was a very wholesome park. day we've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been nice. Uh, enjoying the, the like the autumnal uh, season. Yeah. So it was a lovely, lovely day out. Yeah, Glasgow, of course, famous for its parks. Yes. Um. So. Yeah, just a really nice scenic walk. Yeah. Um, so, gaming-wise, we haven't been up to an awful lot lately. No. But we'll, we've got stuff to chat about. Yeah, so. we, we've been keeping our foot in the door. Yeah. yeah. I've still been doing a lot of painting, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, today we watched the preview. Yeah, yeah. So which I'm, I'm guessing a lot of our listeners will have watched as well. But we're maybe going to do a little bit of an analysis of it. Yeah, just uh, not an awful lot new stuff came out of that, but uh, enough to talk about for sure. Yeah, I mean, you, what was the? Uh, well, well, we'll just dive into it now. <laughs> so, what was well, the first? Highlight? First of all, a little bit of news um, mm-hmm. is that Tidal Blades has uh, begun fulfilling. Oh yeah, you backed yeah. this. How long ago? Oh, I think I want to say it was about two years ago. Wow. Okay. It was a while ago. You looking forward to it? I am. All this time. Yeah, it's a beautiful looking game. I'm going to be honest, see when I back stuff on Kickstarter, I, I will often forget that I've backed it until it actually arrives. Yeah. Or, or, or until I get the email asking for my address. This one was quite expensive, so I definitely remember mm. I backed it. Um, and it, I have to be honest, that there's a lot of stuff that I've seen on Kickstarter and I think, oh, that looks great. I'll just get it when it comes to retail, though. Yeah. Because I. <laughs> Because it invariably happens. Yes. Or the other thing that, that's very common, particularly with the big box games like the Cool Money or Not stuff, is mm-hmm. they invariably end up all over eBay and the yeah. Facebook groups. So, I mean, I, I think particularly for big projects, mm-hmm. I just think, I'll wait till it comes to retail. Um, if it's like a wee independent guy. Yeah, sure. I like to try and you know help them out a bit if I can. Aye. But yeah. Um, I, I'm saying all that to say that if Tidal Blades went on Kickstarter today, mm-hmm. I'd go. That looks great. I'll wait. I'll wait till it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did back it, and it will be arriving any day now. So. Yeah. So we'll uh, when we get around to it, we'll give it a, we'll give it a go and uh, let you do listener mm-hmm. in on what our thoughts are. We've got we've got quite a few games. Um, uh, to play now so we we've got 1565 yes. still to play mm-hmm. uh, really looking forward to that uh, which actually I've remembered there is a little bit of news oh right yes because yeah, uh, Tristan uh, of Hollow Nothing Games mm-hmm. revealed the box art for the the next historical card game he's doing yes which is 1815 Scum of the Earth yes which of course is the Battle of Waterloo yeah and I think it, it, if if someone's gone on the cover, it's got to be Napoleon, right? Mm. I mean, as, as much as we all ad, ad, admire the Duke of Wellington, mm-hmm. Napoleon is definitely like the big bad yeah. in that, right? <laughs> he he is our uh, Abaddon. 
Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he cast a pretty long shadow over Europe around yeah. that time. So. Well, as I've said, all he was doing was what like Britain and Portugal were doing to like other countries out with Europe, but because Napoleon was conquering the rest of Europe, that was awful. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, I'll, little history rant aside. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, just you know, while we mentioned 1565, uh, mm-hmm. that um, it was really cool seeing the 1815. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. I mean, like we we know mechanically the game's gonna be good, so be be nice to do that, and then we can have like um, King Harold of the Saxons versus Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Do you know? Just like sort of slightly off topic. See when you actually like, think about Waterloo, mm-hmm. you have. A Corsican mm-hmm. is pretty much like, you know, is in many respects closer to Italian yeah, than in French. culture, in charge of a French army. Yeah, and then an Irishman in charge <laughs> of the the British army. Which, but to like to be fair, Ireland was part of Great Britain at that point. It was, yeah, 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 because yeah. um, he's a, a Dublin native. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arthur Wolsey. What's his real name, I think, is it? I actually have no... That, that's terrible. I, I have no Wolsey. idea. It's Wolsey or Wolseley. It's, see, see, given how important that period of history is to, yeah. like, Britain, we don't really cover it an awful lot in schools. No, we. I mean, we didn't cover it up in schools. Hmm. I actually would have thought it was something that, you know... Because God knows English football fans go on about it often enough. Yeah, I, I, the, the English football fans are known to be like very well read on their history. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I've told you this before, right? But um, I, I mean, obviously, we know how bad like football commentators can be. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. one of my favourites. So it was the opening game. It was England's first game in, in a World Cup. I can't remember which one, and we were against France. We we're in the same group as them. Oh, and yes. as the two teams are running out. I can't remember which commentator it is, but he says, Agincourt, Waterloo, and now this. And it's like... Let's calm down. Yeah. One of these things is not like the <laughs> other thing. One of these things is just not the yeah. same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... It's not even a nice try. That's just embarrassing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it you, you could maybe forgive him if it was like the final... Yeah. But like the opening game in the group stage. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell that's the kind of thing he came up with earlier. It was like, oh, that's mm. good. I'm going to use that. Yeah. He was in this car on the way yeah. to the studio. Really? Like, that's that's amazing. Yeah. I'm so smart. Yeah. That'll <laughs> really get them fired up. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it, you know, football commentators and fans aside, um, no, we, do, we don't really do any of that period at all of history in, yeah. in skills. Oh, we, we didn't cover it. So, um, so another benefit of the uh, of the historical battle games that uh, Tristan's doing, so I actually get to learn a bit. <laughs> this one's going to be an interesting one for him, I think, because there are a lot of games about this one. It's uh, Waterloo's probably like I'm. I'm going to go out on a limb. Well, the, with, Napoleonics. It's a whole yeah. genre of game. Yeah, right? it, it, it's going to be one of the most covered battles, mm. if not the most covered. Gettysburg might be more. Well, yeah, like pro- probably, I'd probably say D Day Landing, Gettysburg, and Waterloo. Waterloo. They're like the three big yeah. ones, right? So, 
Aye, uh, but looking forward to trying that when it comes out, and looking forward to playing 1565, and we will let you know what we think of that yeah. when we so play it. So we do have that to, uh, to play, um, mm-hmm. and we were sent uh, a few games uh, from uh, Livia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, she told me, like, she's designed her own game called mm-hmm. Ribbons, which... It, it, Is it about ribbons? It's about ribbons, but... it. It, it it looks it's one of these games that looks really cute, but I and think like, it's, but, it's, yeah, it's going to melt your brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think good. It's, it's that kind of uh, that that niche that it's mm. occupying, um, and she sent she sent us a couple of other ones. There's one called We Are Good Students, I think. I'll be terrible at that. <laughs> and then the other one is called I think like, Epidemic Management. Oh okay, apt. Yeah, topical. Yeah. So yeah, and they're all they're all small box games. Mm-hmm. I guess like very typical of the Asian uh, games market. Yeah, mostly are from Taiwan. Taiwan, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's why we bring that up, obviously. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll give those a try as well. Yeah. So um, the sort of big news this week was that they did another like reveal preview stream on yeah. Games Workshop. Not an awful lot of new new content revealed, I would say, but no, I a lot of it was stuff that we knew was coming, but they were showing us more of. They spent a lot of time talking about the new edition of Blood Bowl, which yeah. uh, I understand is out next month. Yeah, I mean the the two hosts had uh, they had the actual copies of the game, yeah, so cellophane wrap boxes. So that means it's usually going to ship in the next couple of weeks. It means they've basically made them. Yeah. So, so. The, the only new miniatures from that that we've seen are two referees that you get in the box, which I think is a nice, cool touch. I actually think they might be my favourite minis in that box. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, so there's a an elven referee showing the red card who's looking like suitably like Smug. unimpressed. Yeah. 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 And the the but the I'm I'm suspect the one that you really like is the dwarf referee oh, yeah. Yeah. who has literally got so many rule books on him it's uh, yeah. crazy yeah is it so many rule books on him he resembles our Tom Manring mm. see what you did there yeah yeah um, but uh, we've seen all the minis that come in the box uh, we know that it's going to be a hardback book we know that they're redoing the rules that which they, told... they've been doing with a lot of the boxes yeah. lately right. Um, they haven't. They didn't talk a lot about the new rules. We know that uh, there's a new stat for all players. I don't think they're going to change an awful lot more. Outside well, they of that. Did, they did say that the biggest change is this new passing yeah. stat, which points to uh, streamlining and refinements rather than a huge yeah. overhaul. Yeah, uh, and frankly, I love Blood Bowl as it is anyway, so I wouldn't want them to do too much to it. Mm. Um, so that will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'll be picking up the rule book, and I think we we talked about it earlier. Are we going to go halves on the, yeah, the maybe box? Sp- maybe split a box, I think. The, those Black Oak models are great, and I will use them in my Orc team. Yeah. <laughs> so so I can vary up my uh, sculpts. And, I mean, who doesn't love uh, squad of guys with cool moustaches? I mean, they, they look great, actually. Yeah. Because um, so. I think one one of the things that I felt was that the, the human team felt a little devoid of personality. Mm. 
They they often do in like any sort of fantasy setting. Yeah. To be fair, they 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 usually get the sort of jack of all trades trait mm-hmm. and bland. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's nice to see them with a bit of character. Yeah. They yeah they look great. Mm-hmm. You know they, and they they I mean they're they're leaning quite heavily on the the empire of the old world aesthetic mm-hmm. with the feathers and moustaches right? yes yeah suitable for playing you know American football in, of course uh, uh, if you know if you want to get into like your historical references like Landsnecht Land it's that kind of yeah idea so um, that's be they showed a lot more of that um, Warcry all they revealed really was that they're doing four books for Warcry yeah so they Four books, one for each of the Grand Alliances, mm-hmm. and each of them is effectively a compendium of all the rules yep. for the the various uh, like sub factions and factions uh-huh. within that. Which I think I think they kind of needed to do because they had all these rules scattered here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, white dwarfs, like yeah. card packs that were available for only a certain length of time, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I think the cards are good. Yes, actually, for sure. Warcry, the cards are very helpful. Yeah, because it makes keeping track of your health mm-hmm. a lot easier, and they're just good for quick reference. So I don't think they they necessarily serve as a replacement, mm-hmm. but there there had to be a repository for you to get all this stuff, rather yeah. than having to get every single card pack. Or try and track down old episodes of White Dwarf and that sort yeah, of yeah, episodes yeah. issues. You yeah. knew what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I I was kind of surprised. I was expecting a bit more about Warcry, if I'm being honest. But yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. They have started putting up articles about Warcry on mm. the Warhammer community blog, which normally they do in the lead up to a release. Yes. So I think it is imminent. Yeah, they normally do that. Uh, like you say, when uh, when they're gonna release? But, yeah, like a week, but... two weeks before. But it, it it's been a funny year trying to judge when things are coming because I think they are still playing catch up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So hopefully that arrives sooner rather than later. Um, we did get to see a fair bit of the new uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Yeah, so the they they showed the the new starter set and everything. What's and this it, one called? It's called Dire Chasm. Yeah. 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 It's a bad name, yeah. but uh, the models look great in it. Um, yeah. It is uh, Slanesh versus um, New High Elves. What are they called again? Uh, um, they are called Lumineth. Lumineth. Yeah. There we are. So, uh, yeah, no, the, the, the models look great, though. Uh, I particularly like the... Uh, there is a Slangor, or what looks to be a Slangor. Yeah. In the um, Slanesh Warband. It's like band. a Slaneshi Beastman, right? Yeah, Beastman with a big crab claw. Yeah, so it's all like sinuous and yeah. creepy looking. Yeah. And he's wearing a stocking on like one leg yeah. as well. A leather stocking. Yeah. Go figure. There um, you go. Slanesh! Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though because it's the first box they've done for Underworlds where it's two warbands with the same numbers of fighters. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, so four each. So be interesting to see how that's balanced. Do you think you'll be picking this up? I don't know, because quite a few of the guys I know have have um, been asking me about getting back into it. Um, mm. Because I feel like I'm way behind. 
but equally, a new season is always... Yeah, that's usually a good jumping in point, right? Yeah. So, uh, I'll see. I don't feel like I'm in a rush to pick it up. Yeah, that's fair. Especially because that is all about the organised play, that game, right? Yeah, which for obvious reasons isn't happening in person an awful lot right now. No, it's not like... um, you know, like other games I play, like uh, like Warcry or yeah. Age of Sigmar, where you can you can do like a wee campaign. Mm. At Underworlds thrives on tournament, yeah, play. So uh, maybe when things start to open up again, um, I, I I don't have any intention, particular intention of uh, picking it up, but you never know. I might might have a the feeling to get into uh, Underworlds again. Um, so yeah, but uh, kind of for me, like the 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 big new thing that they teased is a new kill team, which was nice to hear. But I don't think we were surprised. We were actually saying before the stream. Um, I think you said to me like you 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 were like I wonder if they're going to be doing a new kill team at some point now. Yeah. But because there has been a lot of changes to forty k in the new yeah, and a lot, a lot of people in some of the groups have been bleating on about you know. Uh, games Workshop are not going to support it or you know it's an independent system it doesn't need a new edition or whatever it did it did because they've changed so much in yeah. 40k you want you want your your minis in kill team to at least translate into the main uh, game yeah. that they're from as much as they can right? yeah so the the teaser was a little animation that showed a, a dead ultramarine I approve and uh, a Necron flayed one yeah. uh, as well. So, um, so I initially thought ultra uh, a box set of Ultramarines versus Necrons, but you made a point that in the video they yeah. say send in the kill team. Well, was so. it? It wasn't me that noticed this actually. It was Andy Paul from G three. Right. So okay. I was talking to him earlier, and and he said, oh, you know, maybe Death Watch. Mm. Who do have a codex coming out in November? So they do. That would also kind of make do, sense. Do they have a Primaris upgrade kit? I don't know. I think so. If they don't, they're probably getting one, right? They should, yeah. So So I, I think, I'm saying that to say that I think it might be um, a mix of some of the various uh, uh, Primaris, Primaris kits. kits and some a mix of Necrons as well. That'd be cool. I, th- I think they're maybe going to lean a little more into the flayed ones yeah so. yeah the new flayed one kit is nice yeah they look really cool um, and then uh, the the thing that they revealed just before oh I forgot all about this yeah, yeah. just just before kill team is um, they're doing a, a, a Warhammer 40k TV series it's a sort of anthology style thing in the mm-hmm. style of love death and robots um, so it, it's a whole bunch of different stories animated in different styles. Now, I have made it clear that this is not coming out anytime soon. Yeah. And it's what is a uh, like a sort of teaser reel for some of the episodes. But uh, the snippets that we saw is that it looks like there's one centered around Elder Aspect Warriors. Yeah. They, the striking scorpions, to be fair, and they look really cool. Uh, first thing I said was. I really hope they make striking scorpion models that look as good as this. Yeah. Like, um, there's, there's one, I, I think the one that I'm most interested in is the one about the Blood Angels chaplain. Oh, yeah. That looks good. Yeah, the still of him just like pointing a gun down the camera. Yeah. 
But because uh, because they they um, unpacked it a little bit and they were saying that there there's an extra layer. Um, the 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 role of being a blood angels chaplain is a bit more pastoral than the others. Hi, right, because you're looking out for them uh, coming down with the black rage. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, oh yeah, that's that's quite interesting then. Yeah. So that that'll be cool. Um, my wish list. I'd love it if they did an episode set in Necromunda. So the Underhive, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Have it following Carl Jericho. Yeah. Um. That that would be awesome. Uh, and one about orcs. That's going to be a fun episode, right? Yeah. Just orcs beating the living crap out of everything. Yeah, and a, a nice bit of comic relief yeah. from the grim darkness. Exactly. How about uh, any thoughts for what you, you would think would be, make interesting stories? I love salamanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I've said before, the thing I really like about them is that they are the closest thing that 40k has to actual <laughs> good guys and I think that the their Promethean creed mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the creed they live by where they extol the virtues of self-sacrifice and protecting the weak mm-hmm. is, is quite an interesting one because it contradicts a lot of the, it, it's kind of weird that they're considered codex compliant when you think about it because a lot of what they believe directly contradicts that's true um i suppose they're, they're codex compliant in that that they don't completely throw the codex out like some of the other chapters that's true like space wolves yeah. but it's a tenuous <laughs> right. one for salamanders right? yeah sure um but I, i'm saying saying all that to say that i think it, it i personally would like to see a story maybe where some salamanders come to blows with some of the other space marine chapters yeah. over protecting civilians, something like that. That would be cool. That would be cool. So, well, we've we'll, we'll got to wait and see. That they, they couldn't even tell us where we would be able to watch it when these things launch. Uh, you you said. Like, oh well, <laughs> I hope I hope it's uh, it's like a Netflix or yeah. a Prime. Uh, or hopefully, they don't make their own app. I think was what you said. Yeah, more on that yeah. in a moment. Um. So yeah, and on the subject of Warhammer 40k, my new books arrived! Whee. Ah, now... We actually have them right here. I know, I know. So, um, I've got... So this is Codex Space Marines and Codex Necrons. Yeah. Uh, as I've said on a previous episode, I've made a decision just... Just to... Like, a new edition seems as good as any excuse to just start collecting all of the codexes as they come out. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Um... So these cost thirty pound each, and um, I think it's fair to say you get a lot more value for money in the Space Marine one. Yeah, the Space Marine one is huge. So they have gone up in price a bit, right? Uh, they have. I think they were yeah. twenty five previously. I, think they were. I will point out, right? And obviously, no one wants to see their hobby get more expensive. However, the books being priced at that still puts them very much in line with other games. You think about how sure, like Dungeons, Dragons, yeah, the Dungeons and Dragons like core manual and all of that—they all cost in that region. I don't think it, like, I don't think the cost of these books are too egregious. No, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still okay with this. I think, well, if you think about, I mean, granted, it's not a core rule book, but mm. core rule book for D and D and D type games, they, they run, they can run anything between forty and fifty. Yeah, so it's. 
30 quid for one of these and is the, by no means yeah. unreasonable, I, I, think, I, like, I think. Space Marine Codex alone is pretty similar in size to some I've seen, Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen, some, rule books. I've seen some real books smaller than that. Um, the Necron one is smaller, but still has plenty of content in. Uh, the production quality of these is... Well, I don't know what, how you feel, Ben. I think these are fantastic. Um, no, I, I full colour throughout. You get the nice, you get a nice matte finish. Mm. Hardback, of course. You got a good smell, good book smell. Yeah. Yes, important. And what I really like is how much lore is in here. So I think in the Codex Space Marines, you reach it, there's like nine, It starts with ninety pages of backstories to the chat. The chapters, the foundings, all of that. Uh, I love need, that. I'll stuff. need to double check it with the the old codex, but I do think there is quite a lot of new artwork in here. Yeah, I know that they've put in a lot of uh, successor chapters. Yeah, because um, one of the other things is that the salamanders now have four successor chapters. Yeah, who knew? Whereas <laughs> before it was. Uh, yeah, this is. There was yeah. suspected successor mm-hmm. chapters. But we got four now, right? Any of them take your fancy? They're all like kind of wildly different colours, to be fair. Yeah, I I, I do kind of like um, the Black Vipers and the Dark mm. Krakens. The Krakens, they look rather. Cool. But I, I am a sucker for black armour. Yeah. Um, so, um, I'll be honest, right? I, I am not a competitively minded player. So I'm not going to try and even... I'm not even going to attempt to discuss whether these books are balanced or well written in terms of like gaming rules um that there are dozens of channels out there that you can like tune into and they will give you much better insight far more qualified than neither of us to yeah comment um safe to say you get a load of rules in here The, the rules particularly for the space marines i find really dense like because they've fleshed out the rules for your uh army command you can upgrade all the all the different characters to be like chapter masters or chief apothecary. Before they they were stratagems. Yeah. Now it's actually points that you. So you're, you're spending less of your command points before the battle begins. Um, you, and you pay a points allocation from your actual army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Towards that. Uh, uh, tons of stratagems. What is really interesting, and I don't see an awful lot of people online uh, on, on the various YouTube channels that I follow talking about, is both codices have absolutely tons of rules for Crusade. Like, I'm yep. looking through the Necron one here, and you've got like a whole page of different agendas you can take, a whole page of requisitions, battle traits. Uh, there is, there is like a huge table. Of um, of uh, naming uh, conventions here for for the Necrons to randomly generate names for them. I love this sort of stuff. I think this is great. You get the battle traits. Yeah. Here. Um, like for Space Marines, you've got Adeptus Astartes Machine Spirits. Which oh, is neat. Yeah, nice. Right? So it means that you can imbue your your uh, your war machines with a little personality. Yeah. Um, you get traits for tech marines, um, apothecary, your adeptus astartes mm. units. What I like about the space marines, so the crusade rules specifically say you cannot start any of your 
um, command as like upgraded versions. Yes. That's something that happens to them they, throughout they the crusade. Yeah. yeah, which I think is neat. Um, the the trouble with uh, getting these books though is um, that I kind of want to get new armies now, <laughs> <laughs> and that's an expensive downward spiral. So you you have mentioned. Uh the possibility of blood angels haven't you I, I just think uh, the, the, the sanguinary guard look really cool and they're kind of busted at the moment I think they'll fix that for yeah. for the, the blood angels codex yeah. in December you're, I mean you're almost certainly better waiting mm. until the codex comes out to make any decisions I mean I'm going to be getting it anyway so yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have a perusal of that they're, they're a really cool looking army though like yeah it's, I'd Red is my favourite colour. So. Yeah, nah, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they, they would look great. Um, I do fancy, like, th- th- there's some really neat ideas you can do with the Necrons, though, as well. I've, like, I've seen some uh, lists that are all spiders. So I, like, I gave you a little bit, bit of advice in this that I think is quite safe. No, you, you, it, is, it, is, it, it is good advice. So, I mean, I, I think everyone gets has in any hobby and anything mm-hmm. you're involved in it's very easy to get sucked in by the, the sheer novelty mm-hmm. of, a, of a new thing the excitement of it um, so what so what I said and this is something I've done with myself with Age of Sigmar in particular because like when the Ideneth Deepkin came out I was like oh you know they look great um, and Cardron Overlords came out oh they look great and I think there was a couple of other armies mm. but what I decided what I did was I I have waited a while and the 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 what I'm applying and what I said to to you was wait mm-hmm. especially if you're having like a whole bunch of different ideas yeah and the idea that persists that's the go one with, that. Go on with yeah. that to be fair uh, I'm sure as soon as the death guard codex comes out I'll be all excited for nergly yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. as well yeah. so uh, that'll probably distract me and put me back on the the path of the righteous. The path to glory. Yes. The eightfold path. Yeah. Um, I do have a criticism regarding these. Both of them. Uh, yes. Um, so they come with a digital code so that you can access their content on the 40k app. Oh. The app... So it's not a code to get a PDF. Correct. And the app is Lame. absolute garbage. Now... Okay. You can't even buy digital versions of these books anymore. They used to, and now that they they have these code, the uh, these codes, you can't. So you have to use a shite app instead. The, the app is awful. Yeah. Uh, it has to be said. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm actually gonna make you endure. Like I'm gonna. I'm gonna put the app in front of you, and I'm gonna instruct you. Have the you. App? I've got the app on oh, my we're do it. tablet. We're do it right now. Uh, I haven't. Oh, I haven't got the tablet right here with me. We could. I mean, we could try and record your uh, reaction, but I fear I fear there may be too many expletives. Uh, we'll have I to think, edit the whole thing should, out. I think we should do it, right? We're not broadcasting. Okay, all right. We'll make this interesting to edit. I'll just go run and get it. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Okay. So I want I want a live reaction from you as to how user-friendly this app is. So there okay. it is. It's a really nice tablet you've got, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I've had it for years, actually. But... It's Sony. Okay, so I'm at the start here screen, so I'm going to continue 
Yeah. Gonna, I'm going to point this out. It comes up with this little box every single time. So every single time it says, so it says subscribe, yeah. pay us money. So you can you can pay the sum of £4 a month to access all the old content. No, I don't want to. Yeah, so, so just, yeah, please, please don't. Version. Okay. Okay. Right, right away, I'm, it's just like a white list, which isn't the most user-friendly Keep going. interface, right? Okay. Um, right, so Codex Supplement Salamanders, let's have a look at this. Um, let's have a look at the data sheets, right? I mean, that's, let's start. It, the data, it's just two characters. But, and also, they're, they're locked behind a paywall because uh, the Codex Supplement Salamanders is an old Codex supplement, so you need to pay the subscription to access that. I can access the uh, Codex Necrons and Codex Space Marines only on that. For goodness sake. Right, okay, let's go and look at Codex Space Marines then. What a load of arse. <laughs> Right, okay, so um, what will we look at? Right, I, I quite like my librarians. Okay. So I'm going to look at some psychic powers. What is this? There's a list of all the psychic powers. Now, but I haven't even looked at the list of psychic powers, but I'm looking over at the screen. Has it even split them into the different disciplines at least? No, they're all mixed up. <laughs> They're not even numbered or anything. Are they, are they just in alphabetical order? Yeah, because it's like the, the way they're represented in the book. Mm -hmm. It's like a d6 table, so it, yeah. mean, it means that if you wanted to, you could randomize it. Yeah, and like I think you know, some people house rule it that you always randomize your powers. Mm -hmm. Some people pick powers that they think, oh, this is this guy's personality, so he would do this. We call those people people of culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um. here, here. <laughs> So what and also, also also you uh, as as you were saying before, it is just a white screen with text. Yeah, There's no imagery at all. But, I mean, like I read high school textbooks that were more interesting to look at than this. And it doesn't stop there because okay, let's say you want to actually start building an army list. Okay, so I need to look at my data sheets. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're they're all listed alphabetically. Rather than by HQ slot, by troops, yeah, by so, elites, by fast attacks, so which is, is what they do in the codex, yeah. and the reason they do that in the this, codex. This is this is particularly annoying in forty k because not every character is HQ, right? Yeah. So you don't know this. Yeah, it could be an elite. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's let's have. And a you would think, oh well, this is an app, so right. there'll be a way of building the army list within the app, right? Let's have a look at. Captain with mastercrafted sure. heavy bolt rifle. Okay. Do you want to know what I found particularly egregious about that? This uh, the data sheets. I mean, apart from the fact that this particular one doesn't have an image for some reason, he does have an image in the codex. Wait, at least it gives you the cost there, right? Yeah, that's that's okay. They did something correct. Um, but if you scroll down, right, there's a yeah. special ability called is it Angels of Death? Yeah, see detachment abilities. And you just did what I did and clicked on it. Assuming that that would link you <laughs> to yeah. the ability. Now you've got to go to that separate section in this. <laughs> it is 
As I'm sure our listeners are starting to get the idea, a complete mess. It is... Uh, Why would you even use this? This doesn't make it easier. No. No, it's easy to actually lug the, the book about. And, that, and, and this is what particularly annoys me. The whole purpose of this is convenience, right? It's so that I don't have to carry about all my, like my codex with me, right? Or I just need my tablet or even my phone. And I can access all the information. Yeah, it's just like Games Workshop. I think must be worth close to billions now, right? Can certainly afford a better development team. Than yeah, exactly. The thing that really frustrates me is actually the Age of Sigmar app is good. Yeah, it's fine compared to this, right? Like, it's not the best app, but it's not the worst. Yeah, sure. Like, it's it's user friendly though, for sure. Well, certainly more than this. this. Is utter trash. So, God, I really hope they fix it. I feel... Right, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. I feel particularly bad for anyone who's actually paying a subscription for that. Because that... I wouldn't I wouldn't have that if you were paying me four quid a month, let you, alone... There's a subscription fee for the Age of Sigmar app. Right. Do you know what it is? How much? Like a pound? Yeah, it's 99 pence. Yeah, jeez, oh. And that lets you build the army. Yeah, so, on you, the app. so you get access to Azir, mm-hmm. which is like their version of the army builder. And then you do. You've got. And you don't even need to pay to have access to all the, mm-hmm. the war scrolls. Yeah, so you, you get access to all the war scrolls anyway, and uh, 99p a month if you want to have the functionality of building your army within it. Some people would be willing to pay that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm personally not that fussed about it. The, one last sort of uh, criticism of the this though is, you'll notice that was literally just the rules that they had on there. See that ninety pages of lore and background. It's not in there. Not in there at all. And whereas the the old digital books had all that. Sure, and you didn't get your old digital book for free with the hard copy no. but I, I don't I, I, I don't see why they haven't just done that you know yeah just like, give you a code for a PDF like, uh, again and people other, I, other companies are doing that yeah right? and the, the, like the thing for me is I, I personally I prefer having like physical books I think I think they're nice but there are plenty of reasons why someone would actually prefer to have an ebook over a physical book I think I think like you I generally prefer having a hard copy yeah in front of me and that goes even for like books that I read yeah um, there's, a, there's a little bit of it like I, I actually find it a bit of a strain reading a lot of text on a screen sure and yeah. then there's also the thing I, I don't know what it is but see something that I've physically read I think I think a combination of it is the the sort of the like the the visual tactile thing yeah of going through a book I remember it better mm-hmm. if I've read it in a book but equally you can you can appreciate that some people would prefer an ebook yeah, of course, over yeah. that and these people don't have that option anymore you've no. got to buy the hard copy and if you want access to the law well you've you've got to read it from the hard copy rather than reading it through the ebook overall it's a kind of a minor complaint really. Because I don't use... I'm not going to use the app. Yeah, right? so it's a minor complaint for us, right? But I imagine a lot of people are probably a bit wound up about this. Yes. So, otherwise, they're great. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with the other armies. 
Uh, we've got a little bit of a teaser of what's coming out. So we know in November we've got Space Wolves and Death Watch. Uh, December we've got Death Guard, yes, and Blood Angels, yes. <laughs> yeah. I won't get another army. I can't get another army. Yeah, it's gonna happen. No, no, I can't. Um, January they've released two teaser images. Now one is a sort of Imperium altar full of candles and crap. Yes, yeah, Dark Angels. Probably Dark Angels. Yeah, uh, they, they've already said that Dark Angels were going to come out in the first quarter of next year anyway. So that's coming out for January. The other book looks to be a Xenos book. Think Tyranids. Well, it's a skull. It's a kind of longish skull. Tyranidish looking skull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it straight up looks like a Tyranid skull. Yeah. So, so uh, which makes sense uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, their model range, while some of them are actually quite old, don't look particularly dated well, in my still, opinion well, they still look pretty good yeah um, so they don't need like a model particularly overhaul. they're big monsters yeah so they don't need a, a model hall like some of the other factions uh, overhaul like some of the other factions do uh, and, but secondly actually their, their codex as it is is a bit weird apparently the competitive build for Tyranids at the moment is to use them as a gunline army yeah which doesn't make sense to me at all. They yeah, are supposed they, to be the alien, exactly, like, as, as in the the. Um, regardless of, of how of how the what the best way is to play them, if you want to play Tyranids, chances are you don't want to play a gunline. Yeah, you want to play like a horde of like monsters. Yeah, you want to overrun your enemy and rip them you apart. Want a, you want a Zerg rush. Yeah, yeah. So have that be the way to play them. Zerg rush. <laughs> so, like, it, from the point of view that that's probably a codex that could do with a bit of a rework, that again makes sense why they would want to try and push that yeah. uh, forward. So, uh, but we will find out in good time. Um, like I say, I'm gonna collect them all. Um, didn't think Games Workshop would be getting the codices out this quickly when I said oh, I'm gonna do that, but uh, you know what? My my wallet can just cry. Yeah. yeah. I think the plan probably was to have them more spaced out. That's entirely possible, yes. But I, I, I think they are still trying to catch scrambling. Up. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm fairly certain that the, the mega gargants were supposed to come out before summer. Because mm-hmm. I, I think this is why the Lumineth Realm Lord release was kind of weird. Because mm-hmm. I think, forty k was always supposed to be the big summer release. That was the thing that they couldn't move. So they right? stuck to that. And yeah. I think that was why you had some of the Realm Lord stuff come out just before the summer and then just some just after. But, mm-hmm. well, I mean, at least they have still been able to release content. That's that's something. Yeah. So, the They're one of the few businesses that are thriving through all this. I keep getting... Uh, I don't know why I keep getting these adverts because I, I am financially in no position to start trading on the stock market but i get like adverts for it's etoro i think is the one that uh, uh is is an app that you use to uh buy shares and sell shares and etc and the one that they keep advertising are all the companies that have done well throughout uh, lockdown yeah. and it's a load of electronic companies and then just gw like right at the top yeah uh, apparently gw stock has been outperforming tesla 
That's crazy. In terms of you, you know return on your money, like which is that's nuts. incredible. Yeah. But there we I, are. I knew they were doing well, but that puts it in a perspective, doesn't it? I I mean they're huge now. I I wouldn't I I don't know that they might have broken to. I know they were what's called the FTSE two fifty, so the two hundred and fifty biggest companies in the UK. Yeah. I think they might be FTSE one hundred now. I think they might be. Yeah. Like. But it's been an incredible year for them, like financially. But it's the, they they sell so much all over the world. Mm. Yeah, because I'm I'm in a bunch of uh, most of the groups that I'm in on Facebook are more to do with like painting and things, mm-hmm. and then I'm in like Fire Slayer group, uh, and then like a couple others for the factions I play. I'm in a Salamander yeah. group, and it, it is people from everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's people from. Australia, South America. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people from North America. Yeah. And a, a lot of people from continental Europe. But there's, the, the, there's like there's, you know, it's, and it's really cool. There's like people from like Indonesia. And yeah, it is a truly global hobby. Yeah. Now. So it's neat. Eclectic. It's good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's uh, I've I've been up to an awful lot of that. The other thing that uh, I need to I, I want to touch on briefly, uh, uh, it's basically something I need to get around to doing, probably as soon as I've finished editing this episode. Is uh, Dave Wright is running a D and D campaign that I'm gonna specifically adventure league. Um, so the, so this before. is the one where you you have like preset adventures. And your character basically is designed in a way that you can um, you can drop in and out of different games depending yeah. on what level you're at. Yeah, it's all, it's all it's all geared towards allowing people to have pick up games, right? Yeah. So this is my first time actually do, using that sort of system. So I need to get my character built for that. I'm uh, going to keep it simple: half orc barbarian, smash nice. face. Yeah. So just need to get that character built. But uh, looking forward to looking forward to putting on my Cockney accent and swearing a lot again. I've taken a, a little bit of a hiatus from role playing because we are getting ready to move house. Yeah. So that's. Uh, do you want to talk about that? Like, yeah, you can talk talk a little bit about that. Yeah. You, you're going to be moving in two weeks. Yeah, but two weeks. Uh, beginning of yeah. November. And uh, I'm going to be very busy. No, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Getting the getting the new place ready. Going to have a, a swanky new studio, mm-hmm. both for recording and painting. painting. Yes. Um, and I will. I will probably. Um, I will probably. I think launch a Patreon for Ashen Hold Art. When I'm settled in the new place, nice, yeah. I'll do do some tutorials and things, and I I might might do a wee bit of Twitch streaming mm-hmm. if people want to come and hang out and watch me paint. A stuff. little hobby hangout, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so yeah, you can look forward to that later on in the year. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. Um, otherwise, I think unless there's anything that you want to talk about, is that. I think we're I think we're all done. Is I mean, that all we have time for? It's pretty. Yeah, we're like fifty minutes now. Yeah, 
there's a lot that's going to be cut from this. Yes. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, guys, thanks very much for, for listening once again. And until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.